your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. We got a good episode for you today. Today's episode is going to be all about prospects whether it be prospects in the Blues system or prospects that we hope the Blues draft in a few months at the upcoming NHL entry draft. We're going to be looking at some names, some of the recent seasons of some of these prospects, some some players um, in the Blues organization that are elevating their stock, playing above their their initial draft pick and, and impressing a lot. Um, so we're going to be getting into some of those names as well as Tommy and I both got a list of three or four guys or so that are projected around where the Blues are currently slated to pick 16th overall. So we're going to be listing off a couple of names of guys we'd like to see the Blues take if they were to keep that pick. Um, it's going to be a fun episode, but before we get into that, I want to let you guys know about Locked on NHL. You need more hockey news, and Locked on NHL is here to fill the gap. It's going to be a crazy offseason for teams not just named the St. Louis Blues. So if you guys want to stay up to date with everything happening all around the league, subscribe to Locked on NHL and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every single day. Subscribe to Locked on NHL today wherever you get podcasts. All right, Tommy. So the first segment of this episode, we're going to be looking at some names that are already in-house, some some prospects of the Blues have already been fortunate enough to draft that have been making, making a name for themselves over the past few months this past season. And, and you, you got some stats pulled up, Tommy. I know you want to share. So who, who are we talking about first? The first guy we got to talk about is the Blues' sixth-round pick in 2018, Matias Laferriere's last three seasons in the QMJHL. 28 goals, 46 assists, 74 points in 68 games played. Three years ago, two years ago, 20 goals 28 assists 48 points and 40 games played and then last year had 17 goals 22 assists 39 points and 30 games played josh in three years that's 161 points in 138 games played for laferriere i think he's slowly but surely maybe rapidly but but surely emerging as an offensive threat kind of hidden as a gem in this blues prospect system that a lot of people have said is depleted and it doesn't have the sexy names like Robert Thomas, like Jordan Cairo anymore, but there are still some gems around there. Tyler Tucker is another name as well. We've talked about him before on this podcast, but the production is there. And I think a lot of these guys, definitely going to be interesting to watch come training camp and prospect camp and all those things, uh, who shows up ready for the season and took the time in the offseason to make significant strides forward, especially now that they can kind of open it up and train better, get life back to normal. So we should see a huge jump in production in a lot of our prospects, but I think Laferriere is definitely one of the ones that I'm going to keep my eyes on. It feels like everywhere you look, you know, teams have one of those diamond in the rough, one of those guys they picked in the fourth plus round that's now an absolute stud for them either you know on the offensive or defensive end um you know you look at the tampa bay lightning and it feels like that's what their entire roster is made up of fourth fifth sixth round guys playing infinitely better than their um than their draft stock initially and and the blues you know they're as of right now their roster isn't really constructed like that i mean you can look at a guy like colton Pareko and say like oh yeah well he he worked out nicely but he also grew like 15 inches um between between scouting trips because he was playing all the way out in Alaska. So that's a special case there where the Blues kind of got lucky. It, it doesn't really feel like they've hit on one of those late round studs in a while. And Laferriere definitely seems like he has the makings to impact this team a lot more than maybe the Blues initially um, 
had in mind when they picked him, you know, and, and every other team had in mind when they passed on him five different times to let him or six different times to let him get to the sixth round. Um, so we talked about yesterday how important depth can be and and how, you know, having guys just beyond your 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 studs, you know, beyond your Ryan O'Reilly's, your David Perron's to produce. And a lot of times it's going to have to be guys that you draft in order to, you know, in order to keep a core intact, you're going to have to surround them with cheaper players. And the best way to do that is to draft well. And I feel like apart from early rounds, the Blues haven't necessarily had the best track record in terms of bringing in solid depth pieces through later round picks. But I'm hoping that Laferriere, um, as well as a couple other names that you mentioned, are, are a sign of, of uh, the times changing in terms of the Blues having success in later rounds. Because I think he could definitely have a big impact on this team, maybe even beyond just that depth role that I was talking about. You know, point numbers like that in the QMJHL, that consistently um, proves that he might be able to take that next step and produce it at an elite level in the NHL as well. I think you hit the nail on the head there. One of the most important things of a franchise is getting your draft picks to the show, whether it be a bottom six role, whether it be a top six role. You need kind of that rollover uh, to have continued success. And I think the Blues have kind of done an okay job of that with Sammy Blay, Pagansky's come in, done a good job. Obviously, Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas are prime examples of guys that you want to come up through the system, but they're going to have another test here with Clem Costin. You're going to have to answer that call with Scott Perunovic at some point. Hobie Baker, winner. I mean, that's something to be excited about for Blues fans as well. It's a feather in your cap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably would have seen him last season if it wasn't for the injury, so that could help out on the defensive side of the puck, but I think we're going to talk about it in this next segment coming up here, but because of all the things that we've been talking about, right, with whether this team is still physical like they were in 2019, or are they going to transition to more of a speed and skill base like Jordan Kyrie, Robert Thomas, Mike Hoffman kind of had those pieces in place. So taking all those things into consideration, I think watching what they do in the draft is definitely going to be telling of which route they take two years, three years, four years down the road, because we could very well see a Blues team that is speed and skill based, which I feel like we haven't seen in a long time. So uh, that could be very exciting for Blues fans, very exciting for me. Very exciting for Josh because we get to talk about him every day on the podcast. So that'll be electric for sure. And I know we both got a couple of names of guys that we um, have pegged that the Blues may be able to pick uh, around like the 16 spot. So we're going to be getting into that. We're going to be sharing those names, sharing what we like about those prospects and why we hope the Blues should pick them. But before we get into that segment, got to tell you guys about our good friends over at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now nearly impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Trust me, I know I, I just had to get a uh, fuel pump replaced in my car, and I wasn't able to drive my car for a week and a half. It was a huge pain. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, prices, specifications that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. So you know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And when we return, we're going to be talking about some names in the upcoming NHL entry draft that we would love to see wear a Blues uniform in the coming season. So don't go anywhere. 
All right, Tommy. This year, the Blues are slated to pick at number 16 in the NHL entry draft, the, the highest draft selection they've had, I believe, since 2010 when they picked Vladimir Tarasenko at 16 and Jaden Schwartz at 14, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, so definitely unfamiliar territory for the Blues as there's there's a lot more uh, variety available in, in those the, that lottery pick range. Some really exciting names could still be on the board. I know you have a couple you want to talk about. I have a couple I want to talk about. So who, who are you starting with? Who's your number one guy that you would love to see this team bring in? I've watched enough drafts now to this point to where guys that just absolutely produce, even if it's at the smallest level, even if they're obviously outplaying their competition by a long shot, guys who score a ton, produce on offense a ton, typically do well in the NHL. We saw that with Cole Caulfield, despite his size. Uh, we've seen that with multiple guys, Alex Debrinkit, all of those guys uh, falling in the draft because of their size or whatever circumstance it might be. There's another one in this year's draft, Matthew Coronado. 51 games played with the Chicago Steel. He scored 48, I repeat, 48 goals, 37 assists for 85 points on the season. If he is there when the Blues are picking, I would absolutely love to see him in the blue note. Problem with that is, and the reason I've been looking at left wingers lately, and obviously I think the Blues would probably stray away from drafting a left winger just because they drafted a left winger last year in front of the pod, Jake Neighbors, and he is rapidly flying up the prospect pool. And we talked about his stats on here before, but just to remind you guys, uh, 64 games played last season with the Edmonton Oil Kings, 23 goals, 47 assists, 70 points for the kid. And in this season with the Oil Kings on their A team, he had 19 games played, 9 goals and 24 assists for 33 points in 19 games. So I think if I'm the Blues, I'm looking to him as kind of the last piece of that Jordan Kyrie, Robert Thomas, vivid line. In my personal opinion, I like more of a finisher there, more of a shooter there. I feel like Jake Neighbors is more of a playmaker that has scoring capability, um, but I could definitely see the Blues slotting him in as kind of that almost a mirror to Schwartz, Shen, and Tarasenko. And it's obviously different because they don't have the same physicality as those guys, but you've got like a, a potential superstar in Jordan Cairo that could potentially rise to the ranks of Vladimir Tarasenko. And then a guy who's good with puck possession, uh, good on the board battles and Robert Thomas, uh, that kind of mirrors Braden Shen. And then a guy like Jaden Schwartz, I, we talked about it uh, with him actually at the time when he was drafted, but I feel like Jake Neighbors' ceiling is a perfect archetype for a guy like Jaden Schwartz. So I think he's going to slot into that role. But like I said, if if you're going best player available, which I think the Blues are going to do because that's what they typically do when they're drafting in the first round, I think I think Matthew Coronado is is just screaming at you to take him off the board. I'm going a somewhat similar route, but I think I'm going with a guy that maybe is not on a lot of people's radars. Um, guy that wasn't really on my radar before doing the research for today. And that is, I hope I get this right. I, I, I happen to pick a lot of guys with really, really annoyingly complicated names. So apologies if I pronounce this wrong, but Danila Klimovich out of Belarus was basically unheard of, uh, heading into the season. You know, you don't hear about a lot of guys coming out of Belarus, but has been described as playing at a pace head and shoulders above everyone else that he's playing against. Uh, a right-handed left winger, so great great on the one-timer. Um, he's a bigger player as well, so he's not afraid to use his body, not afraid to get physical. Um, 
And like I said, it, he is playing in a lesser known league over in Belarus, projected right now at 28th in the draft. So would be a little bit of a reach for the Blues if they were to pick him at 16. But um, a great rocket shot, um, had 28 goals in 37 games last year um, in, in the professional league over in Belarus. So knows how to score the puck, could fill a void that the Blues have been desperately needing. And that being a just a, a guy whose primary goal is to score goals out there and, 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 you know, is a threat to score wherever he is on the ice. And that sounds a lot like what Danila Klimovic is. Um Granted, he is like I said a later pick, um, so I think I think that's a little bit less realistic. Another guy that I think they could they could definitely go after is Zachary Bolduck. He's a center, um, played with Alex Lafreniere, so definitely people were concerned that oh he's just he's being carried by uh, Lafreniere, but played some time on the left wing this year as well as he is a lefty, bigger guy as well, super physical, plays in the power play and penalty kill. Does, plays really well in all three zones of the ice. He's projected right around where the Blues are picking 16, 17, 18. So. Um, two names there that I think would be perfect for this team, Zachary Bolduck and Danila Klimovic. So hope, hopefully one of those two ends up in a blue note, but uh, I know we got a couple more that we could get into as well, Tommy, if you want to continue this conversation. So another guy I kind of had my eye on uh, was Brennan Offman, not to be confused with Mike Hoffman, although I feel like watching film on him, uh, their styles of play are very similar. Uh, so maybe it is Mike Hoffman just in a mustache going back, entering the draft, saying he's 18 years old. Uh, when he's not, but Brennan Offman has a shot that you write home about. Pretty good puck skills. He's not going to wow you with his speed, but that one timer and watching highlights of him, it felt like that one timer was hitting home all day long. So I feel like if the Blues were looking for that finisher on that Cairo on that Thomas line uh, that I was talking about, he could be a potential fit in that scenario. Another guy with that sniper capability that I was looking at, Oscar Olison. Kind of the same thing, just has a shot you write home about. He's from Sweden. Honestly, reminded me a little bit of Dominic Bach, who if you guys remember, uh, the Blues included in the trade for Justin Falk. But I feel like he was the last prospect we had with that sniper capability. Could kind of score from anywhere and just beat you with his shot all by himself. Could put the puck wherever he wants in the net. And so I feel like, for me personally, that would be a great route for the Blues to go in this draft is get one of those sniper guys because they've kind of done the playmakers a lot in years past. They've done the physicality. They've done a lot of things. They did the offensive defenseman and Scott Perunovic, all of those things. But it feels like it's been a while since they just went out and acquired. Well, not acquired. A goal scorer. Yeah, but went out and drafted a pure goal scorer, sniper archetype level prospect so I would like to see them do that maybe in this goal but if they're still bringing the same goal scoring capability maybe in a different route and it's in the form of like I said Matthew Coronado uh, I would absolutely be ecstatic about that pick as well but I'm looking for goals we need a game breaker and and absolutely we said it time and time again on this pod but the most urgent thing this team needs is someone to step up and score a ton of goals so that's what I'm looking for in this draft. And I got one more name that I think is is a little bit more of an obvious one, but uh, maybe a bit of a controversial pick that I'm going to be getting into. But there's so many guys, it was impossible to sort of pin down who you think it might be. You'd have to have some sort of special intuition. But if you think you do and you think you can put your money where your mouth is, be sure to check out betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. .ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website or use your mobile device today 
and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit. And when we return, we'll be wrapping up with a few more prospect names, and then if we have time, we're going to be reminiscing over the days of the Stanley Cup parade, so don't go anywhere. All right, Tommy, real quick, before we before we move on, before we talk about the parade, I got one more guy I want to talk about, and that is a player who doesn't necessarily fit the mold of what we've been talking about, not necessarily a great goal scorer, um, not that he's a bad goal scorer, but that's not necessarily his, his primary asset. A guy that was once projected number one overall in the NHL entry draft had a struggling season this year, so dropped down to around the 20 range. But there's some there's reason to believe that this season was just an anomaly. He struggled a little bit, whatever. Then that is Atu Ratti. Now, I know you mentioned before the pod, I'd be a little hesitant to go after someone with a last name Ratty. Um, <laughs> rightfully so. There's a, there's a bit of a bit of a concern with, with uh, past players with that last name. Don't need to get into that. But uh, a guy, like I said, was once projected number one overall. Um, played in some international tournaments. Looked really, really good. Um, really confident anywhere on the ice. Uh, the one concern is his physicality and his skating. He still definitely needs to fill out and work on his skating, but those are things that can definitely be improved um, as he progresses. Seems like it might be a little bit more of a project player, um, but like the, a lot of speculation that his skating would improve as he fills out physically. And he was uh, he's a player that is known for his speed, maybe one of the fastest skaters in this draft. Um, he's described as a high speed locomotive who reaches top speed, makes plays at top speed as if he is playing at a higher speed than the rest of the ice. So we're talking about uh, the Blues transitioning to a speed based game. What better way than to take a flyer on a high risk, high reward player like Atu Ratti, who was once projected number one overall, and now teams aren't so sure. So I figured that that's a perfect opportunity. I feel like we've seen that so many times in the past of a guy like Cole Caulfield, the guy that teams are like, eh, I'm not so sure. And then one team takes a flyer on him. Next thing you know, he's lighting up the NHL. And that team, and he's actually projected in one of these mock drafts going to the St. Louis Blues at 16. So I would absolutely love to see them add a player like him. I think that would be you know, a slam dunk pick. Once projected number one overall, what more can you ask for? It's interesting even just like about this whole draft because I feel like the Blues could really go any direction and i wouldn't be surprised maybe if they went if they drafted a center i think i would be surprised unless they unless they decided to develop the center as a winger but really i mean when you think about it the blues i can't remember the last time they drafted a first round defenseman scott perunovich was a second rounder i believe that was their first pick in the draft Mm -hmm. obviously a hobie baker award winner he's got some big shoes to fill but we really don't know what he's capable of at the nhl level yet so having another d-man come in in the prospect system that can kind of you can facilitate as as your future of the d-line i don't think that's a bad decision especially like guys like jake wallman tyler tucker there are a lot of prospects mitch ranke that the blues have that are are waiting to make their mark on this team but adding a guy to that mix with a big name might be a good decision for this blues team as well especially with the struggles that we saw on the defensive side of the puck this season so like I said there's a lot of avenues they can go on this one I don't think they're gonna pick a goalie because they're pretty stacked there in terms of Jordan Bennington Colton Ellis and Joel Hofer but other than that it's kind of anything on the board at this point and that being said you know Gabe Foley talked about on Friday he would not be surprised to see the Blues attempt to move up in the draft if they were to 
go for that that unfavorable Vladimir Tarasenko to Seattle crack and trade and, and pick up their sixth overall pick or wherever they ended up or second overall pick, third overall pick, something like that. And then either flip that or pick there. So definitely heavy speculation at this point on our part. We don't even know if the Blues are going to be at 16 much less who they're going to pick there. And like we, like Tommy said, we really only listed off forwards today. You know, and they maybe, don't have a second next... round pick either, so they could potentially trade down <laughs> and then get another pick for it. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of opportunities here. Everything that we're saying could be completely null and void when the Blues move up or down in the draft. So, Or by tomorrow when we make offseason trades and there's a lot of moving parts. Like You could be including a first round pick and trades for these big fish in the pond. So. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It's going to be a lot to cover. No two episodes are going to look alike. And uh, I know we talked about, said we we're going to talk about the parade today, but we are running towards the end of the episode. So definitely tune in tomorrow if you want to hear about Tommy and I's favorite memories from the parade and all that sort of thing. Uh, and hopefully we'll get into some defensemen in the, in the Blues draft range as well, since we didn't get the chance to talk about those guys today. But I think that's all we got time for. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. That way you never miss a new upload. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at Locked On Blues. You guys have been showing us lots of love over on Facebook lately, so we really appreciate that. Uh, we love seeing feedback from you guys, so definitely keep that up. And we'll keep putting out these super fun episodes for you. Make sure you follow me on Twitter and Locker Room. We'll Hopefully we'll be hopping back on Locker Room soon now that Tommy's feeling better. Uh, follow me at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy on Twitter and locker room at T Welcher 15. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go blues.